Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Knicks podcast, where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA and sports. I am Jason Talbot, and with me, of course, for the 20th time, episode 20, big big stuff here, Marcus. How are you, man? Doing pretty good, actually. Didn't expect that, did you? Yeah, usually, uh, I, I could. Before, before we went on, I uh, I could tell you were you were feeling pretty yeah, good. Yeah, not bad. You know, I feeling relaxed. I shaved the beard. You know, I'm feeling ah. a little a little different. I don't know if I love it, but you know, <laughs> I haven't what, shaved what it. What part on that? I don't know. I just wanted to, you know, let the skin breathe underneath. <laughs> I haven't shaved it in years. I feel like. So just, yeah, summertime, summertime heat in New York, just getting to you. You yeah. cool down a you know, little. To feel the smoothness of the skin, get a little sun on there, <laughs> and just let it grow back in. Nice, yeah. Out in the dating world, you got it showing off the the cheeks. I mean, no one's looked at it, but you know, just <laughs> around the office, people are like, "Oh, yeah, your face looks a little fatter." I was like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> thanks, guys." <laughs> That's what that's what's nice about having a little bit of the facial hair. It masks. It's, it thins uh, me out a little bit. Gives my face yeah, a nice angle for sure. So I'm just gonna I let did, it. I did a I did a beard shave. Oh man, well, we lived in Boston, and uh, I didn't hear the end of it until that, <laughs> that came back. So I I have not shaved all of it. Uh, but you since. could at least grow it back within like what two three days. Yeah, I'm it moves. Sitting, it moves pretty quick around here. I'm gonna these be days. sitting smooth for like a week and a half. It just takes a while for this to grow back in. You got the yeah. The baby man. face. Um, well, what can I say, man? We're we're at episode twenty here. This is this is some milestone stuff. I didn't. Uh, yeah, it feels like feels like we've been doing it for a little while, and now it's, the numbers are catching up. I feel good. We're gonna come yeah. into next season with some fire. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, we're getting close. Uh, NBA news in general has been non-existent. I would say. There's really not much to talk about on the NBA front. Uh, we had a great time last episode talking to our good friend Roger. Uh, and I kind of liked where we were going with, with the themes of these episodes. You know, we're still in the off season. We're not quite there yet. The, uh, the one thing I know you wanted to talk about a little bit was the Knicks schedule did come out. It I was did. curious if yeah. you had any thoughts. I mean, I, I took a glance. <laughs> I didn't really, uh, I didn't really absorb all of it. But uh, any any initial thoughts? Uh, I mean, what I normally check for is the birthday game, because you know, occasionally I like to go around my birthday to a game. Turns out you're the one that actually has it. Always. They're playing in Detroit on uh, yep. the day, happened, uh, day before or the day after? A day after, Saturday, February 8th. Yeah, it happened last year, too. I went to the to the game. So my birthday and, uh, game before that this well. year is actually the ninth they're playing, but they're playing the Pistons again. So There you go. <laughs> Double trouble. Like Griffin. Yeah, but that was it. You know, the uh, I think they open up against the Celtics. I think the second game, not a home game, is against the Nets. So... Yeah, that'll that's be been the, something. <laughs> that's been the story I've been seeing around. Kyrie uh, coming that, back. Really. Uh, then we got KP making his return November fourteenth. Dallas comes to town. Might try to go to that one. Yeah, I oof. just oh man, the booze are K- gonna rain down, and 
It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. I, I worry. It's it's going to be even his time spent in New York. I mean, you're seven foot, you know, six or whatever he is. It's going to be kind of hard to hide <laughs> walking around the city. So good luck to some, KP, some man. Some of those I, girls I, might be trying to get him in trouble again. Um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like to get uh, too tied up with when players want to leave. You know, I, I've spoken about I was. I thought if that's what he wanted to do, he wanted to do. But, hey, man, you are not wanted in New York anymore. <laughs> and that comes from me included. So, oof, good luck, man. <laughs> so that's that's probably going to be the, the highlight of the first half of the season. That's early in the year, right before Thanksgiving. It's oof. I, yeah. might, try, I might try to go. I'll see if I can get some tickets. Um, I, you know, at that point, too, I just hope the Knicks have won a couple games and they're not in dead last because – you know, that's with all these games. I was like, oh, they're playing the Nets this game and Kyrie, this and that. It's like, you know, to them, it's just going to be a fun game to, to beat the, the crap out of the Knicks. <laughs> so I I hope hope we're competitive. Yeah. You don't know. By then, hopefully we're not 0-8 or however many games yeah. it is. And see I mean, some I, flashes. Is Frank going to play? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I I love the Randall edition. Frank's going to have his coming out party. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Alfred Payton. Yeah, I'm not. I I don't know, man. He's not. He's not bad. He's a good player. No, he's not bad. It's just yeah. So that could be. He could be the starting point guard. We got uh, Dennis Smith coming off the bench. Uh, I don't know who's gonna start between like Knox and and Barrett and then Smart. If any of them start, Morris. It's gonna be. Yeah, I mean. We're going to have plenty of time to get into all that stuff because, man, yeah, I, it's kind of been nice with the, the lack of Nick's discussion and just, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I told you from last episode, I'm getting in the fantasy football mode uh, 100%. I might have to pick your and, brain a little bit. I'm jo- I joined a ooh, league. Of I course. Got, uh, Did you? Yeah. So someone at work needed uh, one more guy and I said, you know, what? I haven't done it in years. Nice. 12 teamer? 10 teamer? Uh, I think it's 10. Ooh, even better! A lot of, a lot of good people to pick in ten. You gotta. Everyone has pretty much a stacked team, so yeah, I'll be happy to. Uh, <laughs> we should do your. We should do your draft live on the next. It's uh, on August thirty first. Is when they're doing it. So like right before the season starts. So okay, that's smart too. I like that. You want it to be as close uh, to the season, so we know as how possible. many avoid injuries. How but, many of the Giants are hurt by then? Yeah, oh, the Giants, oh, God. Daniel Jones, man. <laughs> yeah. Just throwing throwing <laughs> dimes out there. So, You know, it's, uh, I will say quickly, since you brought it up, I did catch, uh, watched him play. He looked good. It's just kind of funny when it's the preseason and yeah. everyone's just running five-yard slants, five-yard out routes, and then, you know, he's just looking at his first receiver who's wide open because the Jets' backup secondary and even their starting secondary is really not that good. So, yeah, he made a couple NFL throws. And <laughs> yeah, good thing I mean, it's, uh, it's preseason. preseason and none of this matters. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Episode 20. We've been talking a lot about Disney remakes and all the remakes coming out. We've we spent a lot of time last few episodes talking about it. It's summer movie season too. So why not just like dedicate a podcast to it is what I'm thinking. But we can't only talk about movies. P. 
because this is this is let's talk Knicks here. So let's talk Knicks and let's talk getting a do over. If we could go back and do it again, as a Knicks fan, Marcus, what is something? I mean, there's there's got to be at least a thousand different things. Yeah, it's since a, we've been Knicks fans that we could go back and change. It's a that's it's a tough one because yeah, we could pick every year and pick something that should have been done differently yeah. and that we need to change. Uh. There's, and there's kind of two ways to go about this. You can go back and change something. You can go back and take another shot. You know, maybe something you don't have control, but you'd love to... Like, for me, and I think this would be on both of our lists, Game 7, 94, would love to go back in time and just get another chance. Do, do you take Starks out of that game and just see what happens and then live with still losing, but then it's like you took out Starks? Like... Ugh. I mean, do you even want to relive that and possibly lose again? Uh, that was the first thing that came to mind when we thought of doing an episode uh, based on this topic. That That's immediately where my mind went. Like, how how could it not? You know what I actually would want a, a redo of? If we could talk about, like, changing the outcome of something. Sure. It's 97 against the Heat. And if we had a chance, I knew you were going to say if that. We yeah. had a chance to actually play all our guys, and they didn't get yeah. suspended. I think I I think they would have they would well they would keep those guys them. on the bench, and we could have given the Bulls a run, and that could have been that could have been the year. Yeah, handcuff those guys to their seats so they <laughs> can't get you know. Just have Van Gundy See, just run just who, hold them back. Get in that time machine. Who's that? Who's that guy crawling under the, the seats <laughs> tying these just, guys' shoelaces together? Um, oof. that's, that's probably what, probably the first one I would, I would go with 94. I agree. I just, oh man. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. What man, could you have done? Hurt. That's my thing. I look back and I'm like, what, the only thing that I can see that could have been done that would have possibly changed the outcome is you sit John Starks. And then he's when a player helps you get there, how do yeah, you then? He carried them single handedly in Game Six, right. and oh man, that one shot he could have he could have wanted in Game yeah. Six. But it, like I think you're right. Like you have to ride him, and even though the two for eighteen, yeah, I. I don't so we're, so we were agreeing that we just kind of we shouldn't go back and redo it. It just it is what it is. I think it just lets, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, the outcome, I think you would have, would have had a better shot at a better outcome in game six than in game seven. And yeah. if someone just, Hakeem the Dream, you know, gets a fingertip on yeah. it, even though I thought I got it, he got a piece of the wrist, but they're not going to call <laughs> that foul. <sighs> uh, was there any other Knicks moment? throughout the years that has come to mind the one well the most recent one and i think i might give you a last little segue. Season? uh no handful of years ago the mellow trade is i th- I, I was gonna say this I, w- I wouldn't have tra- i wouldn't have traded for him and you signed and that, him in the offseason that's yeah the move S- seeing what d'antoni did in phoenix and then after his tenure with the knicks i mean he did have his la uh, stint for a little bit, but what he's doing in Houston now, you kind of just wish that 
could we just have let you hire Dan Tony first? He was like the first piece that we were building this team with his style of play. Like let him do his thing and see what happens versus making a trade for a guy that he never wanted. I, I, I gotta agree with you. Um, like that's, I think that was the move. Even when it happened, people were like, why trade away so many players? Like that was, I think the biggest trade in NBA history when it happened. Yeah. And, and, and Mello was probably going to come to New York. Yeah. That's the if thing. If we waited. Is he said he I mean, you never know because he could have got traded. But he like, said he wants to sign. He wanted to sign with the yeah. Knicks. He was going to end up there. And it's like, I get it. You don't want to take a chance and just go out and get him. But I think, like, I think everyone knows we would have gotten him anyway. And that team, yeah. if we had all those, kept all those guys, and then you just add Mello, I think that's a team. That would have been consistently good for the next four years, four or five years. I I don't know if I agree with that completely because I think that Mello is a very specific player. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Mello uh, as we move forward. And we're kind of already in it, so we might as well uh, yeah, <laughs> keep I, I it kinda, going. I kind of queued that one up for you. <laughs> because I... I the mellow style of play, even with all those players and within the D'Antoni system, which in a way, I mean, a lot of the NBA now, you know, kind of mimics what D'Antoni was bringing to the game. Uh, mellow kind of represents more of an old school approach to basketball. Feed him the ball in the post and let him do work. That's just not really happening anymore at all in the NBA. And Mellow's game, as we can kind of see... What's been going on? Interviews with Stephen A. and everything else. It's it's kind of apparent that teams don't want him now because of his style of play. It doesn't benefit these teams. But then, according to him, though, he's he's adapted his game. Like he knows, you know, he's that's just ridiculous. He claims he's comfortable coming off the bench. He doesn't mind being like when he said when he was in. OKC or no in OKC he was like the fourth option but no one told yeah yeah and so he had to get comfortable with that and he was no one's that no one will ever know if he's telling the truth or not but for anyone that didn't listen to the Stephen A uh mellow interview that happened a couple weeks ago at the end of the day I mean tell me if I'm wrong and this is the, the summary of it I guess you can say I felt Mello was kind of pleading to the NBA to give him a job and he will play whatever position <laughs> as long as he's in the rotation and getting some minutes. He loves to play basketball and he wants to be on a team. And I think he feels though that the media and just all the talk that's been around him has been so negative and it doesn't put him in a good light. And he really just wants a chance to prove that he can be a team player and that he can still play basketball. Yeah, it's 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 weird listening to it because it had that feeling of, please, please, please give me a job. Right. I'm not going to beg, but I kind of am. And just the way he was saying everything, it's just like, I can and do this now. I can do this. I'm comfortable with this. I don't know where the media got this about me. Everyone's saying this and that. I want to say it 
from my mouth and let everybody hear what I'm really he, thinking and what I want to yeah. do. He kept saying that him getting released from Houston and beforehand traded from OKC to Houston, it was bigger than basketball. He kept saying that this is this isn't a basketball thing. It's bigger than basketball. And I don't know. I think it's all basketball. That's all it is. Melo is a ball dominant player. He's still a great scorer, but he needs to get the ball and he needs to hold the ball. And then he's going to make a move and probably get you two points, you know, even 50% of the time. In OKC, they needed him shooting threes. But and that was him. his thing. <laughs> and he wasn't hitting any of them. Then he goes to Houston, this up and down, hard and day and Tony style. It doesn't work. And Melo does not play defense. He has never played defense in his entire career. He is horrible at defense. But his offense was so good that it kind of outweighed that. Um he was the centerpiece in Denver. He was the centerpiece in New York. And playing this other role, the two examples of OKC and Houston, it was not working. And both teams just wanted to cut bait. We don't want to pay you. We don't really find... Even coming off the bench, like, didn't seem to be working. Like, And they just decided to cut bait. Like... It happens. I I don't know. I don't know what this idea. I mean, of, but it's still kind of something... crazy to me though that he can't get a spot on an NBA team. Like that. What NBA team would be a good fit? You think? I mean, not yeah. even to be a good fit, but to just you know, there's a guy that's really talented that's still out there, and so, he can't get a spot on the team. Like, but that's the thing though. So what team? Like, look at that around the NBA. If you were, to, what team do you think would want Melo or could use Melo, and it would benefit the team right now? Uh, I mean, you have to start looking at non-contenders, but and it, why would it, a non-contender even want Melo though? Yeah, you because know, you know when they get to that age and they want to mentor the young guys, and they're just they're fine to do that. They just want to play, and but the the weird thing was when to that argument, people were saying even if it's on a team that's not contending, it's he's going to end up being a distraction because. You know, it's him, it's Mello, and if he's not playing two or three games, he goes with a DNP, and, hey, Mello, are you comfortable with your situation? Everyone's going to be looking to ask him these questions, and it's going to throw off the young but guys he, yeah, to do that. But so he also like, just said that he wants to play. So these DNPs, no, he's going to want to play his 30 minutes or whatever it is, and he's going to be a role, and then when it gets to close games, like, he's going to play, and he's going to have to be a focal point of I mean, that team. maybe... The, the Pistons? Like, do you want him on the Knicks? Not, no. I mean, exactly. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind him coming for his farewell, a farewell but, tour. But that's exactly the problem with Melo. Even as Knicks fans, when they're saying, oh, he can come in. Like, you just made the point of he could mentor and be a locker room guy and this and that. But then when we ask, do we want to have Melo back on the team? And it's like, no, we're like <laughs> trying to build a thing and a new culture and all this thing. So we're even saying no. So I, I mean, and I do you think sign these non-contending teams. Do you sign him to? Does Brooklyn sign him for a year because they don't have KD? And you get your second I, score. I, I on absolutely. It? I don't know. They still have. Uh, they still got everyone else on that team. They got know. a bunch of young guys, and you want Kyrie and Melo. The, I mean, maybe I could. I could I, see I mean, him on like the Pistons, a team like that, where it's like they're kind of like middle of the road. They could sneak into the playoffs. They might stink, 
but he's another he's another scorer out there. Him and Blake playing together. Who knows? I don't but, know. But I think it comes down to these teams. They're just there's no interest in a guy who doesn't play defense and he stops the ball, and he's not as good of a scorer as he once was. Like his his game is not really a team player kind of game. And I think that's always been the knock on Melo. But his offense has just been so good and he was so dominant all-star. Like, I mean, you respect it. And in those years, I mean, I'm knocking his defense pretty He, he was pretty bad. Like, he could kind of hold his own a little yeah, bit I mean, in like the, but, the I mean, younger years. But it got really, it got to a point where. Like James Harden doesn't really play bad. defense either. James Harden gets some steals, though. He can, compared to Melo. I mean, we've seen. I'll take any. I, if Melo came in the league tomorrow, I think he would probably be the worst defender in the league. It's pretty harsh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I just his style of play. It's. I, but that's the his. If I'm a team, his, I don't want him. That's the his argument is that you know he can play according to him. He can play that non-ball dominant style. He just wants that chance to show that he can do it. Yeah, I mean, he had two year. He had two chances, and he. Didn't do well in either of them. Uh, I would say in OKC and Houston. The only other thing I'll say is that there is one team and only one team that I think he can go to and it could possibly work. And that is the Los Angeles Lakers. He has to play with LeBron because LeBron can literally play with anyone and make everyone good. Uh, and so go to the Lakers. If the, And... I don't know if they're going to be interested. It's uh, it sound and you know they would have done LeBron's it in that room. LeBron can get Melo on the Lakers tomorrow if he wanted to. So LeBron, uh, if he's not a Laker, LeBron didn't want him. Melo's got to start joining those Taco Tuesdays. That's <laughs> yeah. the only way getting there. <laughs> Missing those banana boat days, man. Um, so with this Melo talk, and we're talking about redos and doing things over. If you are Carmelo Anthony. Would you have done things differently with your career? I think, you know, if, if it was him, you know, I mean, he talked about some stuff he would have, he sh- maybe not that he would have, but he should have done differently, is he was obsessed with money. He wanted to get paid versus wanting to win. So they all say, like, he was supposed to be the third guy in Miami. But you ask me, I don't think Miami wins two titles if Melo's on that team. Instead of Bosch? Yeah. Because I think Bosch was a better complementary player to those two guys. Because he didn't have to do much. That's fair. That's the thing. Chris Bosch, you know, he's okay. But he didn't have to do too much out there. You yeah. Know? And Melo, again, like, at the time. He was time, a true, like, power forward type player. And how he... Just fit in with that team. I yeah, he I was he wasn't a focal point for them. Yeah, Melo would yeah Melo, D Wade and well and LeBron at the same time though too. I think the reason like Miami won all those championships is because it was it was LeBron and Wade. Yeah. So even if it is Melo versus Bosh, I still think they're in the finals and they're gonna be right there. Because um, it's like so it, do during, they even get one of them during that yeah. time? You know, that's when Melo was like at his peak. You know, he's yeah. averaging 28 a game. He's he, like, he's the guy. It's if you put, you put the three of them together. I don't know if it works. 
And so maybe eh, I don't know that he does it differently. Comes to New York, you know, he took See, the he took the chance. I think the one move he probably wouldn't shouldn't have done was resigning with the Knicks. So I, that was going to be my thing. It's the the length of his contract with the Knicks. I think was his biggest mistake. And you see all these players now doing these one-year deals with player options or two-year, three years max. I think signing that long-term deal with the Knicks was a was a really bad choice. Um, he should have done something like a two-year. I think during that time, it still was pretty common for players to do that. Uh, so I don't know if he even knew that that was really an option for him. You know, but the way it goes today, I, I, I wish there would have been someone who had who had kind of taken the lead on on shorter contracts and that movement had started earlier because I think maybe then he would have made a different decision and then he could have been more flexible, not had to have stayed in New York or just, you know, been able to kind of do his thing. But even with that, he did kind of want to stay in New York. And I don't and I don't know if it's all about the money or um, I feel like his whole career, man, like if he doesn't get traded to New York, let's say he says, don't trade me to New York. And like, I'm just going to play out this year and make a decision. And what team would he have gone to? And this is kind of the thing with Mello. Like in Denver, he was the man. And he had like, you know, uh, I think having Chauncey Billups was like nice to have with him too. A player like that to kind of run the floor. Then he comes to New York and he's the guy. He is the guy. I mean, there's a kind of a thing with Amari also, but like it was Melo's team. Like everyone knows that. Uh, and just him teaming up with other players. He's never succeeded because I guess you could say he tried in OKC in Houston, but his whole career and through his prime, he never had a really a second guy who was like, he could, you could say like, oh, Mellow, the years of like Stockton Malone, you know, uh, Pippen Jordan. What, obviously not that good, but he never had the Batman Robin kind of thing in his whole career. And I don't know who would be a good fit for him. Because I don't think that he, nec- I don't think he wanted it because he wanted to be the guy. So I, yeah, I, if, you, if you were to, I think what he would have needed is a point guard, not another three or four out there, like a LeBron or a Wade. So I think that pairing with Chauncey Billups was kind of the perfect pairing for him. And something like that would have been would have been great. Like when you had him with Jason Kidd in New York, yeah, that made a huge difference. Yeah, so I think he needs like a legit point. He would have needed a legit point guard to be on his team, and could have succeeded. But yeah, and I and I still think yeah. I, I mean, his career is his career, and if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, you know. Uh, and now I just think I think it's kind of over, man. Like I, I, the Stephen A. interview was kind of it was kind of upsetting. Yeah. It's like I don't want to really see him sad. like end up in China or something, but. I mean, maybe he goes to China. Who knows? You know, if you want to play ball, I think that's a great idea. They'll go get a statue of him or, next or to Marbury. It'll be, you know. Yeah. Like, if you, if it's all about playing basketball, you shouldn't be going on radio shows, like, almost like begging in a sense. Like, it, it felt less about clearing things up, and it was more, it felt like he was complaining uh, about 
like what was going on. Like there's some conspiracy about keeping him out of the league or something. It's just, I, I just think his talents now don't translate to what a team wants in the NBA. And he's way past his prime. As I said, he doesn't play defense at all. Uh, he's an average passer, I would say. Like he's a dribbling. I, mean, I don't know. Like you know, he, like I said, I just asked you. Like, hey, would you want him on the Knicks? No, I don't want him. Well, if the Knicks don't want him, I don't know who else is going to really want him. LeBron, man, you gotta. Maybe they'll make that one last call once LeBron's done with Space Jam, and he can. <laughs> yeah. You know. Or uh, once Anthony Davis gets hurt, then they'll call. Uh, they'll call Melo. Uh, he's ready though. He's. Do you see that? Mello's... Do you see that story about that they're floating around there? That if things. Like implode in L.A. Rich Paul wants Anthony. It was open to Anthony Davis going yeah. to New York. It's like, why do they keep saying this stuff? You know, if just, I mean, it's just I don't even understand how that's a story. How they let how someone could print that and put that out it's there. Like one, like, we know the Lakers aren't going to suck this year, and it's just somebody wanting to sure. rile up Nick fans again because they're awful people. And oh yeah, he could come to New York. He could decide he wants to play arena football for the rest of his <laughs> life. Like who knows, man? Ugh. I just yeah, or he's coming to New York. Oh, he's going to Brooklyn. Yeah, it's like probably what's gonna happen too. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of uh, yeah, that's I think that's enough uh, enough mellow talk. Speaking of players and their decisions, we've mentioned LeBron a few times. Uh, I think it makes us both sick. We were we were both in ad school graduating at the time. We thought LeBron was coming to New York. Uh, Remember you had, decision... you had the pictures up of LeBron and the Nick jersey. Yeah, yeah, dude. I wanted him so bad. <laughs> dude. I just I I want every free agent so bad. Uh, if you were LeBron, if you are LeBron, I guess if you were LeBron at the time of the decision. Would you go back and redo it differently? Or anything else in his career? Would you change of the decisions he's made? Uh, I mean, he's made a, a few pretty poor decisions. and I'd say, Really? You're, you're, yeah. I mean... Like what? I mean, the decision for one... Well, televising that, yeah, that was... I, other than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, not <laughs> televising it. Not doing it 20 minutes outside of New York City just to say, I'm going to Miami... Someone yeah, should have slashed his it. tires. Uh... <laughs> and first of all, he said, "I'm taking my talents to South Beach." Even the way he phrased it is just like, "Oh God!" I uh, I remember watching that and just being like, "I for a second I thought he was gonna I thought it was gonna happen I thought we were gonna get him I don't know why," and then the famous line taking my talents to South beach. You're just like, really, really, really? Yeah. Oh God. So there's that. I know. I mean, I know it wasn't him, but that whole thing down in Miami, that intro press conference of the, the not four, not five, not six. Ugh. Blame Pat Bradley yeah. for that one. Uh, um, his, I will say though, his, his basketball decisions of like moving team to team and, and, and coming back to Cleveland I think he's made all the all pretty good decisions there. I think he is a terrible uh, GM when it comes to moving players. He luckily is just so damn good that and the East 
his whole career being in the East being so terrible that he was able to just go to the finals every year, uh, that all the poor decisions that he had gotten the front office to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, he got all those guys just... signed, then left them, and got those, and all those guys are left in Cleveland with these terrible contracts. Yeah, and he's suck. hanging out in, in L.A. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's amazing. I, I think people, what is uh, Frank Vogel? He's the coach of the Lakers. Dude, you're not going to last, man. Like, unless you just do whatever LeBron tells you. Like, <laughs> LeBron is coaches fired so quick. It's unbelievable that no one talks about that. I could like, see Jason Kidd go and blow for blow with, with LeBron. He's like losing his <laughs> yeah. mind one day. And oh, man. Just like biting his kneecaps or something. But now Ty Lue's in talks to go to the Clippers. I saw that, yeah. So he's out of the picture, but it's yeah, it's gonna be a weird season. I don't know because like everybody want like they want LeBron on the team, but they don't like him. Like I feel like a lot of people don't really like LeBron, and yeah, they're just like, okay, well if he's gonna get us there, all right, and you just kind of have to deal with it, but because you're winning, but it's. It must be a weird feeling to know that like everyone kind of hates you, and it all stems <laughs> from that from the decision. You know, like that's where it started. Yeah. So everyone had a reason to not like him, and then you want a reason for him. You want a reason to like him again, but he doesn't really yeah. give it to you. And you know, this whole Taco Tuesday thing. Oh, man. Just, I mean, it's funny, and I kind of like I kinda, it. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> like it, but I hate that I like it so much. <laughs> I think it was the very first one. I was like, this is so weird. And no, he's got T-shirts now. He's got the kids at the school yelling out Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, and it's, I mean, it's kind of like borderline offensive a little bit the way he does it, but, you know. Yeah, it, it, he's having fun. A little bit. Yeah, because I yeah, never thought of it that way. It's the, like the, like, you know, like the, the, the sounds he's making and all these things. It's, it's a little weird, but. You know, it's LeBron. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to yeah. say anything. Yeah, he can do no wrong. Why people right. can no, I won't go there. I was gonna say something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about us, Marcus. We're always. I mean, we we could talk about Mel should do this, LeBron should do this. I have some. I got a couple sports moments. Uh, you've heard me complain a number of times. My old uh, basketball playing days of things I'd like to go back and. Uh, and change make up make a couple couple changes to what you would have done or to what i would have done some, and some specifically i i thought about it and i i am locked in i know exactly uh what i would do if i can go back take another chance uh played basketball in high school for three years we won one game <laughs> to start oh, man. <laughs> uh so the opportunity how many games this season uh 18 18 games 16 or 18 <laughs> or was a couple were 16 and then the other one was 18 so yeah one in whatever yeah oh, uh, God. It, it was bad we i mean we were we were terrible i mean yeah, I mean, I was I was playing like a lot, <laughs> so that that kind of tells you everything you need to know. But there was this one game we were not in very uh, in many close games, but there was this one game. 
I got hit in the mouth pretty good. My lip was huge, uh, bigger than normal. It was pretty big, <laughs> pretty big lip I got going on. And I'm just, I'm angry. We're down, I want to say eight points, like a minute 30 left, whatever it is. Came down, drilled a three. Okay, now we're in five. Get a steal, going on the fast break, get fouled, and one. Hit it, hit the free throw. Now we're down two. Ball comes down the other way. Another steal, we call timeout. There's like eight seconds left at this point in the game. Get in the huddle. Coach isn't saying a word. God, I hated that coach. Put his the name assistant coach goes, I think we should give the ball to Talbot. Give him a, get him a good look at a three. If he has it, let's go for it. Keep in mind, we, we won one game. And I think the one game we won was actually like after this game. So we still had not won a game yet. And uh, the head coach speaks up and just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to run special or whatever stupid play he had. We ran it. We, we got the ball in bounds. I never touched the ball. I didn't even get to touch it. The other guy grabbed it, turned it over. We chucked it up from like half court. Uh, never got to touch the ball. And I regret to this day not saying something in the huddle. Like, just give me the damn ball. Like, come on, man. We got a chance to win it here. Assistant coach has faith in me. Uh, I was about to go full spree well on this guy. <laughs> I, I just uh, you want to say the coach's name. You want to put it. It still hurts. Uh, no, he actually uh, he passed away a few years no. back. So I, I want to like, uh, you know, uh, it's a <laughs> sad little, moment. Little, little downer I'm still angry about it though. <laughs> that doesn't change how I feel. But then um, when you when you did win a game, how did how, how did it uh, how did it turn that out? It was good. It wasn't even close. We we had a really big win. We won by like 15, 20 points. So it was just a runaway. No no close game to even blow it. We just we had a good day. We played. We were playing the second worst team uh, in the league who had previously beaten us the five times uh, we played them. Before, <laughs> I was watching but... uh, rebounds the other day. <laughs> oh, so it sounds like <laughs> sounds like a little Comac basketball out there. Yeah, Comac basketball, man. Uh, <laughs> it's like they hadn't won a game in like eighteen years. Um, man, we used to play games where the other team would just be like, because we call out the same plays, like special. The other teams even, uh, I remember a guy's guarding me and he goes, you guys are still running that play? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was the worst play. It, oh, every time we turn the ball over. Uh, it was just, uh, it was bad. And I, I still, this day, I should have said something. That was my only moment to like, I, I've never in a, in a high school game had a chance to take a game winning shot or uh, just to be in that situation and like I, should we should we take you back to the court you oof. know we'll get some a five on five give you one last shot <sighs> maybe <laughs> I don't know I don't think got I got it. an enemy man these knees <laughs> uh, I got foot problems I uh, my elbow's starting to bother me a little bit I got this weird but, I did something on my hand the other day I was bowling and I got this weird like nerve <laughs> thing going on in my thumb now it's really weird this is this is uh this is life man it's 33 man it's um, uh, yeah, I think about, I, I remember that night and then afterwards, after the game, I went out, uh, met with some friends, uh, went to friendlies nice. and, uh, got a fribble <laughs> and, uh, tried to ice down the lip a little bit. And, uh, yeah, we got yelled at by the, uh, the waitress. She kicked us out and I thought it was funny cause this woman's yelling did you ask outside for, of a friendlies. Did you ask for gummy bears uh, on the side? <laughs> yeah, they, they don't love that. 
<laughs> my friend told uh, my friend used to work there. She used to get so mad every time people would ask for the gummies on the side. I'm like, no, don't put it in there. I need it in a little cup. And she's like, you're one, she's like, you're one of those for guys. candy on the side. She's like, you're one of those uh, people. What? Like, I hate you guys. I said, well, that's the way I like my ice cream. <laughs> so. Yeah, if I if I had to go back to that night, I would still get the fribble for sure. <laughs> but you uh do you have any uh sports moments or just even, hey, maybe even a life moment you wish you can go back oh, and God. and take another got too, got too many yeah, of those. I didn't want to go down that road cuz we uh, <laughs> be here all day. But uh sports. So, it's not really like a missed opportunity type of situation. I was on the soccer team back in eighth grade, I think this was, had a killer year, golden boot. I was like, that was the guy. But one, it was one of the games against our rival school, St. Anne's, and I was at home with a hundred and three fever. I didn't go to school that day, and I was like, oh, this has got to be. I got to play in this game, and I. Sat at home. My mom tried everything to just, like, get the fever to come down. It wouldn't go down. It started to feel a little better around, like, 1.30. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go. I'm going to go to school and just get there by the time school lets out and just get on the bus and go. Because the rule is if you don't go to school that day, you can't play. You can't play, right. And I showed up at 3 o'clock, and the coach saw me, and he was like, Wait, have you been here all day? It's like, No. Okay, I'll pretend you didn't say that. Get on the bus. Like, let's go. We need you. Yeah. And so we get out there, and everyone's like, oh, my God, he came. Like, great. Let's go. Everyone's hyped. Everyone's ready. And I got out there and started running. I played the first 15 minutes, almost scored, and then nearly passed out in the middle. Yeah, yeah I was going to say 103-degree fever. I was, like, seeing dots. I got kicked in the leg. And I just, like, I started walking to the side, and I nearly fainted and just, like, kind of lay down in the middle of the floor. <laughs> and they had to carry me off the field and just kind of, like, roll me into the grass. And my dad happened to be there. Like, he came, uh, to, like, front at, like, halftime. And they're like, you got to get him out of here. I think he has to go to the hospital. <laughs> and I almost scored, too, in the game. Like, I was on a high. So... But- do you wish you could go back and get another opportunity to score in those first 15 minutes? No, or do you wish I would have stayed, stayed home. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was so sick. And then the next, I didn't go to school for the next like two days because I was uh... like seeing spots. I was, I couldn't stand up. I haven't been that sick in a while, probably since then, because I very rarely get uh, like those high fevers like that. And I just, I love the game, man. I got to get out there. I love I wanted that. to play. I, you, yeah, dude, you better, if you get that time machine, you better not go back and. <laughs> And stay home. You, you got to go out there. Because uh, they, I, I was like. Flu game, man. Yeah, you know. I you thought had your I, Jordan moment. I thought I had it. And people were yelling for me. I, I ended up, did get the uh, Golden oh. Boot Award at the end of the season. So Very you know, nice. And all worked out. Uh, <laughs> so good. I like that. It's a good story. I've never heard that story. <laughs> I know you've heard all my basketball stories. They, so, I love them. They uh, crack me up. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's uh, yeah, when you lose every game for three years, like you have stories. That's uh, I, man, I didn't realize it was that long <laughs> before you actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was bad. It was real bad. Wait, what are the tryouts like for that? Does this let um, you on? Like, oh, you're back. The tryouts. <laughs> I mean, 
It's a lot of coaching. I mean, we're always underdogs. We should have won like a couple games. Like it, it just the the coaching. We're always practicing layups, and I'm like, yo, every team we're playing is like a foot taller than us. I'm like, we gotta start like chucking threes, dude. Like enough with these these layups. Uh, I keep getting blocked. Like there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing I can do to make a layup better um, if I can't even get it to the rim. But we'll be here all day if I start <laughs> complaining about basketball. Let's bring it back to remakes of why we're here. Movies. We're sick of the remakes. Um, so let's take it into our hands as far as what movies do we actually want to see remade. And, you know, we can kind of combine this. If there's even a sports movie, it is a sports cast. I, I, I got to be honest. I was looking up a lot of sports movies and I don't know. I don't. A lot of them have already been remade, and then I'm like thinking a lot of these don't need to be remade. I mean, that's this is the whole point we talked about last time is that we're kind of sick of this stuff. So like, because the thing with it's hard with to sports decide. movies is a lot of them are like based on true stories, so you don't really need to tell the story again. Right? Know it unless like you got your your white men can't jumps and stuff like that. Like a yeah, story, exactly. Which is great, and I hope they don't remake that movie because it was great the way it was. But yeah. I'm a, yeah. I, I'd love, I'd love to go a whole year without any remakes wow. being done. I mean, I see them; they just keep coming. But I, I like, I like don't, I don't get it. Why they keep doing this? And I'm not. And I think Disney's probably the biggest, only because it's not. It's not even really. It's the money maker, man. Like consider. I guess you can't really consider it a remake. I guess it is, but yeah. they're all just they're just doing all the cartoons over with real people. So it's just, uh, and it's not even a reimagining, for the most right. part. So, it's just the same movie, just with humans. And what would that be like, for a new generation? I'm like, okay. I, uh, like the last remake I liked, a lot, was probably King Kong. Peter Jackson's oh. King Kong back in oh, really? 05. Oh yeah, big fan. I saw Skull Island, uh, different kind different of take. Home, yep. That was awesome. I just it, from the first second, it was just action packed. Like, loved it. I don't remember. Uh, I remember seeing it, but and I couldn't decide whether or not I liked it. But I just, like the Peter Jackson yeah. one. Man, that's a good movie. Yeah, I, it's I, long, but rem- still good. This was a really tough question because we're always saying, like, oh, we don't want to see remakes. I actually, the one remake that has stuck with me that I would actually love to see, and this is because you just mentioned it kind of as a joke on the last podcast, but I think a Back to the Future remake and, like, play, don't don't remake it per se, but build off of the Back to the Future story with a new current movie with new characters... I think is a great idea. That is a, there's so many, I mean, they made three movies based off of it and all are very different. Got a little weird in the third one, but it was actually still pretty good. If, if any back to the future fans out there, third one underrated. It's not bad. It's actually the higher rated of the, of the three. I think it goes one for really? two. So is the, Oh the man, I love oh, two is classic. Come on now. But I, I mean that, that would be my pick. Actually, that's what I was thinking. If, if they were to yeah. do one, that I could co-sign on, it would be Back to the Future. <laughs> and I've already co-sign. got ideas. 
Me and yeah. Matthew have discussed a possible Back to the Future remake and what it would involve. It would take place in the 70s. You got an interracial couple Ooh. of the parents. So now you're going back to that time. Whole different situation there. A mixed kid oh. walking around back then. You know how fast Biff would go after her? Wow, I like that. A little bringing in some 2019 into into Back to the Future. Yeah, I think we had we started started tinkering on something. We had hmm. some notes. So if that's if if that's we were to redo good. one, that's the only one. Back to the Future is probably the only I like one that. I would I would get behind. Yeah, the the only other thing I was thinking about was sports movies. I was trying to think of some and like, you know, we're. I have to say too. Another reason these remakes are coming out. Movies are constantly being remade. Uh, I think it's a little bit more prominent now than it's ever been. But we're also getting to an age, man, where like people are in uproar that they're going to make another Home Alone. Oh, God. I, but you know I, what, though? The first Home Alone, like kids now are not... I don't think they're watching M- Kid Macaulay Culkin in that Home Alone. I'm sure if we went back and watched it, I haven't watched in a while, I bet you there's a lot of things in there that are like inappropriate oh, man, and still that are said <laughs> that it's you so can't I do. Mean, when, I mean, yeah, you can't just like call a, an eight-year-old kid a jerk to his face right. and, <laughs> and leave but, him in the, and send him to the attic. Yeah, I will <laughs> say, though, too, that a Home Alone now with like the technology that's out there is kind of like stupid. Like the, the whole premise of the movie, it doesn't work as much now. Cause it used to be like, he was home alone. He's completely cut off from his family. Yeah, that are down in Florida, And, and that's, that's it. it. And whatever he has in his home to yeah. thwart these thieves. Yeah. This, I mean, this version now, like, I don't know. Yeah. It, I don't know how they would do it. I mean, it's going to suck. Just, I, I can, someone's going to rob your house. Just leave. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and you know Macaulay Culkin will have like a cameo in it. It'll be no. He wants like, no part stupid. of it. He's already tweeted out that uh, they should just not not. That's do that's why I was looking at old '80s movies, '90s movies, and like I kept coming back to Back to the Future. And I figured when you said it, you actually had a good reason why you said it because you thought about I've it. Been and thinking about it. It checks all the boxes <laughs> for me, man. Like I like it. It's a it's I a am, uh, pretty simple premise of a movie too, that you can redo it. And reimagine it in a bunch of different ways. Right. And here's what I would recommend, too, if they do that. Because my other answer I was going to say, and I've talked about it before on the podcast, Jurassic Park. Like, the way they've done this new trilogy, they're kind of building off of the last three, where I wish they would just clean slate, make a movie about dinosaurs, and don't stop trying to be something you're not. And get creative... These Jurassic Parks suck. They're so bad. I watched them. I've seen them multiple times, each one too. And uh, I think I've only seen all of them once. It, I saw them in theaters and that's it. Oh, man. I watched the second one again on the on the plane. When I was traveling for work and I'm just like, I'm like grunting and like <laughs> sighing in my seat. And I'm just like, yeah, lady next to me, uh, you okay? Like, like, Chris Pratt, like, <laughs> what, what are we doing, man? It's Andy Dwyer. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Shows up... Uh, uh, does well in the Avengers, though. Yeah. Oh, uh, one last movie comment. We're always talking movies here. I saw Spider-Man Homecoming for the first time. I haven't oh. seen the new Spider-Mans. Excellent. Yeah. Two thumbs up. See, look, watch the second uh, I, one. I want to see the next the one, too. The second one's really good, too. <laughs> yeah. Big fan. And stay uh, for the end credits. I will say that. Oh, yeah? Yes. For the, on the second yes. one? Okay. 
I will uh, I will do that. It's out on video now. Go check it out. Um All right, we we, we I, I don't think we're not going to get into like redos of, about our life and like no. things we'd like to like and redo. That will yeah. just be a really sad. I wasn't sure if you were just, if you had something in mind or I got a, I got a few things I might All uh, my missed <laughs> opportunities and bad decisions. Uh <sighs> Try to be positive. Yeah. Yeah, I, got, I mean, I got maybe we'll do another episode on life, life redo life decisions. Uh, before the just the, da- before just the, the dating scene alone of just shouldn't have just go back to all your gone out on that the old and, dates. Uh, oh, upsetting the dogs. Yep, I know. All right, we're gonna we're gonna end the podcast uh, shortly here. Where is it? Hey, knock it off. That's what we used to yell at our dog back back in uh, back in Boston. But that is all I got, man. Uh, I didn't know if you also wanted to just mention uh, talk about KP working out. That's the the latest news. No, not <laughs> just really. showing his muscles off. <laughs> just like, hey guys, look what I've been doing since I can't run. I've been lifting weights, so my arms are nice and thick. Like, yeah, good for you. you know? Maybe he's pumping iron for the remake of uh, Eddie. <laughs> My giant coming out. (laughs) Oh, ooh, (laughs) I like that. Ah, well, Marcus, it's been a good episode twenty. It's been real. Uh, ooh, we're getting close to the season. We got we got to get together, regroup, talk about. uh, We're gonna get back into Knicks basketball soon. This is kind of the second episode uh, where we haven't talked much. I will say, last episode. We didn't talk about Knicks basketball at all, and we didn't even yeah. mention it. It's <laughs> yeah. nice and easy breezy. So we might have to change the uh, the name of this podcast at some point. Let's talk. Let's talk, guys. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just have a little chat. It's fine. All right, it's been real. Thanks for listening. Episode twenty on the books. This is Let's Talk Knicks podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.